Hey, my name is Katie Pijanowski, and I'm a certified life coach and motivational speaker, and I'm here to help you unlock your true strength so you can create the life of your dreams. I teach you my best tips to master your mindset, create confidence, and empower yourself to take back your life. It's your time. This is the Mind and Body Strong Podcast. Yeah, there we go. What's going on? I'm good. How are you? Good. Where are you at in the world? I'm in Canada. Awesome. It's snowy, cold Canada. <laughs> you can't tell by my puffer <laughs> jacket on. I love it. Yes. It's just I'm... my usual uh, uniform. <laughs> I like it. We got to stay warm somehow. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> well, I was just giving a little preface into the importance of having this conversation today, but I'd love for you to give my audience a little, just a little introduction to you, and then we'll have this conversation more on how to set health and fitness goals in the new year that are not focused on restriction and dieting and obsessing over food in our body. So tell us a little bit about you mm-hmm. and how you got yeah, for sure. So my name's Kira. I am in Canada, as we said before. Um, I'm a certified personal trainer, and I work specifically with women. And I have a very, um, I guess, specific mindset and message that is around enjoying fitness, enjoying food, enjoying your life in a way that is not restrictive, in a way that allows you to enjoy all of the things that you like to enjoy Um, because especially with my experience in fitness and I think a lot of people's experience with fitness it can be very obsessive it can be very restrictive Um, and this thing that is supposed to bring you so much happiness and joy can really do the complete opposite so I really try to kind of teach people about I guess the dark side you know as you do the same thing as well just so people are more aware because so many of these things we're taught that we need to be doing them to be healthy um, and they can have really dangerous side effects more often than not yeah absolutely I've seen that myself and from being a certified personal trainer myself and in seeing people go through this roller coaster of just, you know, coming to the, I, I remember specifically, I used to teach outdoor boot camp and we would have people come in and be like, oh, I just ate so terrible over the weekend. I drank so much, but like, that's why you're at the workout. And I was like, whoa, no, 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 no. We've got the whole wrong mindset about this. Like mm-hmm. that's not the mentality we want to be going into a workout with, right? Totally. Cause then it just becomes like punishment, right? Like you're always like punishing yourself for something, you know, that you ate or you're punishing yourself because you're not working out enough. And it, yeah, yeah. It really stops being like the celebration of what your body is capable of, which is what exercise should be. Absolutely. And I feel like now is especially not just because it's a new year, but it's a new year after we just all experienced worldwide this pandemic where so many people are probably saying, oh, you know, I had the quarantine 15 or whatever they're calling it nowadays. And Mm -hmm. so I really want you to speak to maybe that audience who's going to be setting those types of goals in the new year on how to do so in a way that's going to set them up for success instead of going through this roller coaster (laughs) of, uh, yeah. Yeah, like like you're saying, especially with everything that's been going on this year, I think we're going to be seeing that messaging 
even more, you know, the whole like new year, new body, um, that really kind of high pressure messaging to make you look completely different is I think is unfortunately going to be even more rampant because there has been so much anxiety around weight gain, you know, people being outside of their usual routines, all sorts of things that could be contributing to why someone might have been um, gaining weight this year. And I think it's really important to keep in mind that the people that are pushing those messages, they know that they're making you feel insecure. You know what I mean? Like they're using your insecurities against you in order to sell their product. So it's in their best interest to make for them to make you feel like your body isn't good enough because then they're going to sell you this program that's going to give you the perfect body and we just know that that messaging is so wrong um and isn't giving people you know long-lasting happiness because there's always something else there's always something else to fix to change um and so really starting to see this whole thing as like the business model that it is um a very very successful business model but they're the only people that are benefiting from it and everybody else is um, unfortunately really suffering. So I think the more that you really start to understand um, just what a business model it is and then you kind of start to realize like, okay, you know, these people don't actually have my best interests at heart. Otherwise they wouldn't be trying to push these programs on me, but it's, you know, it's very effective and it's worked for however many years. Um, but I think people are really starting to come around to the idea that they don't need a brand new body. They don't need to be losing tons and tons of weight or even any weight. Um, so I think once that kind of realization is understood, it's so much easier to navigate that messaging and get into a program that is actually going to be holistically beneficial for that person rather than just you know, prescribing to whatever that person is trying to tell you what to do. Right. And I loved how you brought up holistic and I'm, I'm guessing that's definitely how you run your program. And I think you do a at home fitness. That's how you support mm -hmm. your clients. So how do you holistically support your clients through the programs that you offer them? For sure. So um, the one where I do like the online workouts is a little bit different because I um, work with like a lot of people at once, but I also do one-on-one -on -one coaching and that's, the way that I can really get to know that person and find out what they actually enjoy doing. So I think so much of people's idea of fitness and getting um, into shape and getting fit is like, okay, I need to do something painful. And if I'm not, you know, in pain or like sweating super hard, like it's not effective. And, and like you were saying before, that's really not the mindset that we want to take. Um, so I really try and, reiterate that the exercise that you do it should be joyful it should be something that you genu genuinely enjoy doing mm -hmm. and you're going to have way better adherence to whatever your program um, whatever the program is that you're doing if you actually like it so I work with my clients to find out okay so what types of movement what types of exercise do you really like mm -hmm. and what do you not like <laughs> and we'll really focus on the things that you enjoy um, and that bring you happiness. And then, you know, the other stuff, like, we'll just kind of shoot away. Maybe it might come here and there, but it's definitely not going to be a focus because at the end of the day, you know, your exercise should be enjoyable. Mm -hmm. 
I love that you like keep coming back to this pleasure and enjoyment because it's a kind of a novel concept in the fitspo mm -hmm. world that we live in here on Instagram, where you know you have to be doing a certain type of exercise in order to look a certain way or you know achieve success or whatever it is. And you can I would love to hear your experience, but when I was in the dieting mentality and in like, workout programs and all of that, I experienced this like. Once I get to the quote unquote top of the mountain, have this body that like I would have no more anxieties, no more problems, like mm -hmm. it would just be failing from there. Like that's kind of what the messaging sold me. So I'm curious to hear yeah. your like your take on that. Yeah, absolutely. Very similar. Um, so when I first started getting into fitness, I was very I guess aesthetically driven. So I was basically only working out to change aspects of my body um and it's so funny because well it's not funny it's <laughs> really sad but it's funny because you you know you're kind of sold this um type of fitness as like oh, okay well if you do this you're going to love your body um and that for me that just absolutely was not the case i probably had the worst relationship with my body when i was actively trying to change it so you're just fed all of this messaging like oh if you do this workout if you you know change this about your body you're going to be so much happier you're going to love yourself and mm -hmm. that's really not the case i mean for myself especially and i think for the majority of people it's very difficult to love and accept your body if you're constantly trying to change it. Right. Absolutely. And there's no like change that can happen when we're just forcing like all of this hatred and like control yeah. over food in our body. Like similar to what you had just said, it's like when I was controlling my food and my body to an extreme extent, like I remember looking back and being like, oh, this is still not enough. Like uh, once I lose five mm -hmm. pounds or like once my abs are more defined, and looking yeah. back, I was I, like, I feel so sad for that piece of me that just was mm -hmm. like belonging and acceptance. And like now knowing to feel those things in different ways besides forcing my body to change has been yeah. so transformational. So I'd love to hear how you are going to be heading into the new year. What are some things that maybe you have going on? Any like tips that you have to share, um, tips of wisdom to kind of block out some of the dieting messaging of like yeah. <laughs> everything going on because it is very limited um, for sure that you have yeah so I am also a really big kind of um, supporter or promoter of training to see what your body is capable of so um, that was something that was so huge for me in shifting my perspective around fitness but also in shifting my relationship with um, not only my body but with food as well because they're so closely intertwined. You know what I mean? Like if you're only working out to change your body, your relationship with food um, is likely suffering and is likely very difficult. So once I was able to get out of that mindset of, you know, you work out to lose weight, you work out to tone up. Um, and I switched into, oh, well, I can work out not only to do things that I enjoy doing, but to, you know, lift more or run faster or do a type of exercise that I've never done before or didn't think that I would be able to do well. Um, those things really start to shift your perspective around you're so much more than what your body looks like. You know what I mean? Like it just gives you such a newfound appreciation um, for your body. So I'm a really big supporter in 
those kind of performance goals and thinking like, okay, so if you have um, a movement that you really enjoy doing, maybe it's push-ups mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, I'd love to be able to do 10 full push-ups. And then you can add that into your programming. You can, you know, systematically work to increase that. And that is um, so different. Like that's a type of goal that when you reach, you just feel so proud of yourself. You feel so accomplished. Whereas if you reach, say, like a weight loss goal or a body composition goal, like you're saying before, it's like, you're never done. Like there's, it's, right. it's like the finish line doesn't exist. Like, oh. and it's like, you don't even really feel proud. You know what I mean? Like all the times that I would have goals about my body, like, yeah, maybe for a, a little bit, but then you're just like on to the next thing. And, right. and I think like deep down people know that, you know, there's nothing wrong with their body. So this sense of, um, accomplishment doesn't really come the same way as it does when you know when you realize that your body is capable of something that you didn't think it could be yeah I love that shift of instead of focusing mm -hmm. on aesthetically what does my body look like what is my body fat percentage muscle mass all of that mm -hmm. it shifting it to like a movement that you enjoy like push-ups like you had given the example like wanting to be really strong in that and that's something I see at my studio is like a couple of our members really want to do pull-ups really well. It's like, okay, great. Oh, so yeah. Class come early. Like we'll do some extra sets if they're not in the workout already that day. And like something that people really have to understand is like those types of challenges and goals, like you can still have those, right? Like I think so many times when we're in the body acceptance, intuitive eating world, people think they just have to like completely like not challenge themselves anymore. Mm, and right. Help. And do you, do you yeah. A lot too. I do. And it gets, yeah, it gets a little bit um, sticky, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but I, to I totally know where you're coming from. Yeah, because yeah, I think, you know, so many people in the space are coming from um, very negative experiences with fitness. Right. And so I can understand kind of like the pendulum shift of like, you know, you should only do fitness or exercise that just like makes you feel good. But um it's okay to want to push yourself as well. But if you've had issues with that, I can see how, how you might not be there yet, but it's not necessarily like an inherently bad thing to want to push yourself in whatever you're doing. Um, I think just being aware of where that motivation is coming from. Yes. And if the motivation is wanting to change your body, I think that's where it gets tricky. Yes, I agree. It's like the motivation or the intention Find that goal mm -hmm. I have to take a step back and like analyze that and say okay like you know if I am desiring to change my body like where is that coming from you know I kind of one of the things I always like reframe is like who says that you need to change your body mm -hmm. who said that you know it was it even your thought in the first place or is it just something that you heard that you were supposed to do like you're supposed to have six-pack abs like I once thought I, I needed to have six-pack abs so I did of course <laughs> it doesn't make me feel any better about myself, let me tell you. But I can still, you know, do a lot of the same things now that I was doing when I was so, like, obsessed. But, yeah, I love, I love that because you can still challenge yourself. You can still be able to come from that place of, like, I want to be strong and I want to be able to perform well and run fast and, like, do push-ups and have great endurance um, and there's so many like positive rewards that we're, we're gaining from movement, no matter what it is, right? Like sleeping better, mm -hmm. better mood. Like I feel more clear. I'm definitely a happier person <laughs> if I decide to move. <laughs> yeah. So I think like bringing those to the forefront as well can be helpful. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. And especially when you are kind of regularly pushing yourself, it's, it's amazing how often you'll see that kind of um, transcend into other areas of your life. It's like this, you know, I'm able to do hard things in my workout and I'm able to push myself and do something that I didn't think I was capable of doing. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, you're not even aware of it. It's like subconsciously that trickles into other areas of your life as well. So it's so good for building your confidence um, and your like self awareness, I guess as well. Yes. Self-awareness is like where the magic starts. And then start to move into, okay, what actions do we need to take? You know, what are the, like, I always kind of like to dive deeper into how are we thinking about these things so we can like really reshift some mm -hmm. of the conversations that we're having with ourselves. Yeah. Do you find that? Yeah, I think that's space? for sure. Like that's what's so tricky with, with diet culture as well, because so many people are just almost like, and myself included, when I was first getting into fitness, it's like people are blindly doing these things because they think that they're, that's just what you're supposed to do. Right. Um, but it wasn't like it was years until I was actually like asking myself, well, why am I doing this? <laughs> like, this is awful. It doesn't yeah. make me feel good. No. And I'm not happy. Like, why am I doing this? And But, um, you know, you can't really ask yourself those questions until until you have that self-awareness. You know what I mean? Like, until you you're realizing that um, – there's other kind of forces at play outside of your own intrinsic motivation. Yes, absolutely. I love all of this. Well, I, I love this conversation. Where we said we I know. I always feel like you can talk forever. I know. I could talk about this topic like in so many different directions we could take this, but I think that's a fantastic little nugget. So I'd love for you to leave my audience because I'm also going to put this audio on the podcast. Uh, where can they come find you? What do you have going on? How can you support people? All of that good stuff. So I'm mostly on Instagram. It's just my name, Kiro Nisko. Um, like you were saying earlier, I do an online membership of workout videos. It's a diet culture free zone. We, you know, work hard on seeing what our bodies are capable of, doing joyful movement. And then if you want a little more personalization or you have more specific goals, I also do one-on-one -on -one coaching as well. And that's where we can really get into seeing what else you're capable of um, and really helping to shift that mentality around exercising to change your body and then shifting it to exercising to change your life. <laughs> yes. Yes, I love it so much. We'll definitely go follow Kira on Instagram. She's been such a, a pleasure and like just great energy to watch. And she shares some <laughs> sassy Twitter quotes that I love sharing. So I love yes. all of that. Keep doing that because I, I don't have like, I don't have it in me to like create those, but I love sharing people who can come up with them. Yeah, so I appreciate it. Because <laughs> she has yes, great content you. and is definitely going to be there to support you if this is something that you're pushing to do in the new year. So thank you so much for hopping on today. Really appreciate thank it. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Mind and Body Strong podcast. You are what makes this movement and message possible. If you loved this episode, share it with a friend, a coworker, a family member, or take a screenshot and share it on your favorite social media platform and tag Mind and Body Strong. To learn more about coaching and courses to help you take your journey to the next level, visit mindandbodystrong.com.